This is Bulls Beat on Bulls Unlimited. Bulls Beat is your stop for exclusive interviews, highlights, and the very latest on all sports at the University of South Florida. With today's show, here's your host, Derek Sharp. Or is it the case in prior show? Certainly he's not the only contributor, but he is going to be the American Athletic Conference Player of the Week. And he was at it again on Sunday, even maybe to the most clutch effect. Who knows? It's been three games in a row that Pryor has led the Bulls, especially in the second half, to a victory. We actually did not do a show on Friday. We just wanted to replay that win against Memphis led by Pryor. We'll replay the very end of that. Although if you want to hear full highlights, we've got them up on our podcast page already. And then we'll give you... What went down on Sunday afternoon? I know the Bucks were playing when the second half drama was unfolding, but if you want to hear how it sounded, you've got that coming your way right here. We'll keep this first segment focused on the men's basketball squad, followed by women's basketball, which had another close loss, unfortunately. This one taking place on Saturday night against a very good North Texas team. That's the thing. The Bulls, A, are keeping it close, and B, not losing to bad teams, but C, it's got them in ninth place. In the AAC, still plenty of time left. We'll lay that out for you, and we'll tell you how tennis started off its seasons, both with victories on the women's and the men's fronts. And before we get to all of that, in addition to Alex Golish's football staff, he comes from the University of Miami as a player and recently FIU as a coach and former NFL cornerback Demarcus Van Dyke. Before with the Panthers last year, spent five seasons on the Hurricane staff. Demarcus Van Dyke, who already goes by Coach DVD, was a third-round draft pick by the Raiders in 2011, played six years in the league. If you want more on the former Miami high school standout, head to GoUSFBulls.com. So, first of all, yes, the ending of what took place on Thursday night, and even the ending was a great call with Jim and Joey, but I think what upped the drama of it, well, a couple things, the obvious, Memphis, the number 10 team in the country, and the Bulls hadn't beat a ranked team, well, since you're about to hear, Now, this same Memphis team would turn around and become Tulane's first-ranked victim in even longer, more than 20 years. So, thank you, Memphis, but the Bulls earned it. They were down by 20 points. I think that's what really multiplied the drama in this case. Stroud right in front of us. Here we go. They hand Stroud the ball, looking to get it in, looking for Miguel. Pryor's wide open. He's going to the basket, and he got fouled hard by Tomlin. I venture to say if there's anybody you want at the line, it's Kaysen Pryor. Still 4.4 seconds to go, so whatever happens, Memphis has a shot at countering. Gives two thumbs up, does Kaysen Pryor. He wants the ball dried off a little bit. Yep. Well, this guy has got a flair for the dramatic, doesn't he? Yes. He and wants the stage to himself. And he's got a routine <laughs> that he's got to stick to, and he's, and he's sticking to it. Takes his time. Let's fly with the first free throw. Yes, indeed. Kaysen Pryor has given the Bulls the lead for the first time since the opening three minutes of this game. Since since seven to two or seven to six was the last time USF led in this game. 74-73, seconds left. I think Kobe Knox is going to go to the scores table here for defensive purposes for the Bulls if he makes this. Pryor to shoot his second free throw. Let's it fly. Missed it. Rebound by Walton to near midcourt. Official goes down. Quinterly fires a three. Off the rim. The Bulls have done it. Oh, my God. The Bulls have done it. 
won it since 2012. Joey, they we, did it. We have witnessed one of the great wins in the history of USF men's basketball. The Bulls have come on the road and they've defeated the number 10 ranked Memphis Tigers, USF 74, Memphis 73, final. You gotta go back to Louisville at the Yum Center in 2012, the last time South Florida beat a top 25 opponent. And boy, did they do it today, down 20. Down 20 in the second half. On the road against the number 10 ranked team but on an ESPN national telecast. I venture to say the Bulls have arrived. It was really amazing, and I would venture to agree with Joey Johnston. And of course, it was not just Casey Pryor, but what a game he had. 21 points, 10 rebounds, 9 for 11 at the line, just that last miss there at the end. And Selton Miguel, who was hitting clutch three to get them back into it after they fell behind 20 early in the second half, he ended up with five made threes in that game. It wasn't just who helped out with the victory. Chris Youngblood, 13 points, but some key buckets late when it looked like Memphis could have put it away up eight at one point. Brandon Stroud defense, eight points and seven rebounds. But the fact that they came back in a game where at halftime they were getting outscored in the paint 28-4, to on second chance points 15-5, to 15's a huge number, and on fast break points 17 nothing. You look at the final count, it was 21-2, but that was not a factor in the second half. You look at the final count, and Memphis had 20 second-chance points to 16 for the Bulls. That means they turned it completely around, so they did everything in this game. And yeah, maybe got help from a Memphis team that was seeking the put-away three and didn't play nearly as together as the Bulls, but oh well. You know, got to say it right now, the women's basketball team is, we'll talk more about them in the second segment, three and four in conference, but they've been ahead in the fourth quarter in three of their four losses. Well, the Bulls have been behind in all of their conference wins in the second half and have come back. So to the women's point, they're right there. They're not getting blown out. To the men's point, none of these wins in conference play have been sure things. But man, are they gutting them out sometimes and putting together amazing clutch performances all the times. And Sunday was a great example of that. Wichita State, speaking of the... South Florida women's team just right there in most of their games. They had a double-digit lead at FAU last time out, but still came to town losing six in a row and 0-4 in the conference. And good news for us, both teams' trends played out, and the Bulls won it 72-68. to But this was not an easy one. The first half, Jose Placer, and I thought that was important, was the key. Led with 12 points, went 4-5 for five from the floor and 2-3 for three on threes, while the rest of the team, just six for 24. Here's some of the Placer placements, to coin a phrase, maybe. Fight for the rebound again, and it's into the hands of Kaysen Pryor. Took it away from Poto. Here comes Pryor at 6'10", leading the break. Outlet to Jose Placer, around the man, pulls up from 15, around the rim and in. Rattled at home, Jose Placer ties this game at six. You can tell the Bulls want to push the tempo, want to get down the court in a hurry. Looking to get it to Placer, catches right wing, spots up, fires and hits. Jose Placer, they got to get him going from three, and this, if they do, this season takes off. Uh, very encouraging to see Jose Placer, who has hit his, both of his shots, and that one from deep three. Wichita State, Beverly. Oh, walked twice with the ball, ball and no call. Traveled stopping with it, then he got hit and fell off of his own feet. Beverly's Traveled laughing again. about it in the yeah. corner. Here's a bounce pass to Ballard, taken away by Pryor. Absolutely picked his pocket. There's a steal by the Bulls. Here they come in transition. Placer fires a three left wing. Got it! Jose Placer's got a dozen in the first half. 
he has added a lot to USF today. He's got 12 points. That leads all scorers. He's four or five. Guy you could see the value of early in the season and was probably expecting to play a lot more point guard until this freshman Jaden Reed started doing it, then got hurt. Hurt his hamstring against Florida State and had missed a month. And boy, did he come through, as you just heard, 12 points in the first half. Second half, after the Bulls had been down by as many as eight in the first, we're down 41-37, plenty of time to go. And while we didn't play it for you, of course, Case and Pryor with four free throws to keep it close at halftime. It was a 35-32 Wichita State lead. Did it all in this segment, which ends with the Bulls scoring 16 in a row. Second free throw good by Selt Miguel. We're all tied at 41 again. 14-10 left to go. Cortez drifting right, lost it on the handle. Placer was there to disrupt it, picked up by Selt Miguel. Selt kicks it right side. Youngblood puts it on the floor to the baseline. One-handed pass to Pryor, launches a three. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! Here they come! Here they come! Chris Youngblood drove the baseline and found Casey Pryor and a turnover for the Shockers. 13-13 to go. Bulls by three. Selton at the logo. It's a screen from Pryor. Hesitates, crosses over, crosses over again. Now leaves it for Pryor in the short corner. Little 12-footer. Yep, indeed. Kaysen Pryor, he's got 18. Little baby pass from Selton Miguel on the interior to Pryor, who was wide open. What the heck? He takes the shot and he makes it. Boy, if you can make those 12 to 14-footers on the baseline at 6'10", you can make some money in this game. B-Day's going to launch a three. This is way off. And Pryor gets the rebound after Stroud put a great box out down low. Here comes Pryor, quickly the other way. Goes to work on Poto, fires off the window and in! An opportunity in a three-point play, and we got some major swagger coming out of number 11. Yeah, he is, he's feeling it, is Jason Pryor. He's on a major, major roll. He's made his last three from the field after really struggling. He now has 20 points. Bulls are perfect four for four in the second half, make it five for five. And nine of nine from the line is Jason Pryor. He's tied his career high with two made three-pointers. All right. Quit fawning over Casey Pryor for at least a minute or so. 49-41. Hard, hard to do, <laughs> Jim. Hard to do. This is Brandon Stroud. Gets it off to Jose Placer, looking to turn the corner into the paint. Stops on a dime. Now he throws up a floater. It's good. Jose Placer. We just had to ask him to start scoring again. A little turnaround. Nifty move by Placer, who drove the lane. Stopped, pivoted, and put in a little baby hook with his right hand, and the Bulls now lead this by 10. Wide open is Beverly. He misses the three, and there's Brandon Stroud with a rebound. Wichita State can't buy one. Stroud the other way, crossover, goes the basket. Layup good! Brandon Stroud just went coast to coast, 94 feet. It was the Olay defense by the Shockers. Stroud had nobody checking him. He went all the way. 16-0 run. Thought the game was pretty much in hand then. And wow, was Case and Pryor good, but Wichita State had one last push. Had a very NBA continuation style and one that cut it from 11 to 8 and gave them a visible hop. As did the fact that they made four straight buckets and a 7 of 9 stretch cut the lead to 5. Fortunately for the Bulls, they weren't making any three-pointers until, well, they did. And then it got really interesting when they cut it to 2 late. Here's the back and forth. And the Bulls, Jason Pryor leading the way, but also Kobe Knox dropping in a key bucket, had enough. 66-64 with two minutes to play. Just their second make from beyond the arc today. He was wide open. 
Wasser right wing, bounce pass to Kobe Knox, man-to-man out of Wichita State. Left side pass to Pryor, crosses over. Oh, he dribbled it right away from himself, picked up by Knox. Here's Kobe at the top, makes his move into the paint, jump stop off the window and in. Kobe Knox goes off two feet, just like the head coach wants. A minute and a half left, Bulls lead 68-64. After the timeout, they line up, look like they're ready for the national anthem here with the four guys. Kobe Knox gets it to Kaysen Pryor wide open. Shot clock down to 10. Kaysen drives it into the paint between the legs twice. Steps back, shoots from 15. Good! Kaysen Pryor with seven on the shot clock, 17 on the game clock. Give the Bulls a four-point lead. Here comes Wichita State back the other way, down by four. Beverly goes baseline, around two guys. Layup is good with 8.6 left and a timeout by the Shocker. They took nearly five seconds off the clock on the inbounds play, and Pryor will go to the line, and Pryor as we've noted, is nine of nine from the line. He has a chance to ice this one away, perhaps. 3.9 left. Pryor sitting at 23 points today. Takes his time. We'll shoot to our right. Let's it go. Good. Well, that's the big one, because that makes it a three-point margin. Takes his time. Takes his one dribble. Let's it fly around the rim and in. Pryor gives him a four-point lead and a timeout by South Florida. Those were clutch, all of those. That between-the-legs dribble, pull-up, when he just decided, you know what, I'm doing this, was huge. These were all clutch makes. So it's not just Casey Pryor putting up incredible stats. It's him doing it when his team needs it and leading the Bulls to hard-fought victories. You look at their last three. Down 12 against Rice, down 20 at Memphis, down less dramatically four against Wichita, but the Shockers are right there, and if none of those shots go down, they have a chance to tie it or win it. Prior in this game, 11 for 11 at the line. So the last three games, really the last two and a half games, because amazingly against Rice when he went 15 for 16 at the line, those were all in the second half. He is at the free throw line, 35 for 38. That's pretty good. Placer ended up with 17 points, a Bulls high, three makes from three, Kaysen, Himself was 2 for 10. He was only 6 for 21 from the floor, but again, when they needed to go down, they went down. And the Bulls are 4-1 and one in the American Athletic Conference for the first time in more than 20 years. Give you a full update of the standings and the other results after we hear a little bit with Jim, Joey, and the head coach. It obviously, it has less to do with coaching and more to do with the, that connection of that group of guys that they're really starting to truly buy in to one another. They're, they're starting to celebrate one another. Um, and they're starting to stand on the culture that we've put in place here and really buying into it. And, and that's what happens is, you know, you do those things. You, you celebrate each other, you buy in the culture, and you, you stay connected. Man, you're gonna, a lot of good things are going to happen. I believe the phrase is gritty, not pretty. Gritty, not pretty. Does that apply? Yeah, that, that, that's Cody DeQuist, our, our strength and conditioning coach. He put it on the back of a shirt this summer, and I thought it was, I thought it was money because, again, I love – don't get me wrong. I love Tampa Bay. I love the palm trees. I love the weather, even, if, even though it's a little cold outside. I do, right? But when other teams come in here, man, they're not going to be comfortable. We, can't, they, we, we cannot allow them to be comfortable anymore. 
You turned the ball over seven times today. Man. Twice in the second half when yep. they're really ratcheting up the defense. Yep. Guys took care of the ball, especially in the last few seconds when they're trying to turn you over, right. get a steal. Uh, your guys took care of it. They, they really did. <laughs> they, they took the, I think they took the heart a little bit too much. It, 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 you know, when in doubt, shoot it. You know, don't turn it over. Because <laughs> I, I thought the ball could have moved a little bit more today. Um, but, again, they – they're allowed to have those games as long as they're going to continue to compete on the defensive end. As I say to them all the time, it's always better, you know, to teach from a, a, a win, you know, because I think guys are a little bit more receptive. So we just got to – we got to keep we, – we're doing a great job of taking care of the ball again. Think about this, guys, in two games, you know, that's – what do we have, 11 at Memphis? Mm -hmm. But three in the second half, like, we're trending in the right way as far as taking care of the ball. And it was a frustrating game through much of the first half and, and the second half, but you took it over with a 16-0 run with, with Kaysen Pryor again stepping up uh, on the offensive end and also at the free throw line. He, he goes 11 of 11. Yeah. And, and in American Conference play, Coach, he's 37 of 42 from the line. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a as, we, as we thought when we got him, you know, he's a matchup nightmare because you could play him at the four if you wanted to, but you can, like how we've been doing, playing him at the five, you know, his ability to drive the ball, to shoot the ball. And today I thought, like, he second-guessed himself way too much. Um, and we, he and I talked about it. But, like, the times when he made decisive moves to go, like, man, he was really good. So, but, again, we today, we were, as I said to them in the locker, we were fortunate. We've got to continue to be that dangerously unselfish team that shares the ball. His Bulls are in a four-way tie for third place right now. There's two teams at 5-1, and one, that's Charlotte and FAU, which went overtime on Sunday to beat UTSA. Then it's Bulls along with UAB, who of course handed them their only defeat, along with SMU and North Texas, two teams they've yet to play. Then Memphis has dropped two close ones to 4-2. and two. Those are your seven teams that are 500 and above, Tulane improved. To three and three. Now we must say it: the Bulls have only played two of the top seven, and they are one and one with the loss to UAB. That being said, they will still get to play one of the bottom seven for a second time when they play at Temple on Wednesday night. We'll have a preview of it for you on the show. They'll play another bottom half team, Texas San Antonio, at home. Mark it down on your calendars if you would. Saturday at 4 o'clock. doesn't matter who they're playing. They're winning the games. And as we know, that's not always been the case. They will start to rack up games against the teams we were just talking about in early February. They go to North Texas and play Charlotte. They host FAU on Sunday, February 18th. Just great to be talking in terms of maybe some big games down the road for the Bulls, who right now are 11-5 and overall. Well, guess what? The women's basketball team has played Hardly anyone at the bottom of the standings. They played another talented opponent on Saturday night, led by five points midway through the fourth quarter, and could not hold on. Fallen by an unlikely source on the other side. We'll have that highlight for you and a full standings update for the women. Then we'll wrap it up with some tennis. Stay tuned. Bulls Beat continues.